0: You're listening to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, episode number 20. Today we'll read the 20th chapter of Matthew together. We'll find out about some vineyard workers, how the sons of Zebedee got their mother involved, some lessons on first place and last place, and Jesus' compassion on two blind men. I mentioned that I was reading the Bible in chronological order this year, and it occurred to me that some of you might not know that the Bible is not arranged as events happened. It's arranged more by groups than events, and there are a number of chapters in each group. In the Old Testament, the groups are referred to as the Law, History, Wisdom and Poetry, Major Prophets, and the Minor Prophets. I always do a little rhythmic dance with the kids in my Sunday school class, 5 12 5, 5, 12 The New Testament is grouped by the Gospels, four chapters, history, one chapter, letters written by Paul, 13 chapters, general letters written by other apostles and leaders, eight, and prophecy, one. Obviously, in the New Testament, the word group is used loosely since There's only one book in each of two of the groups. Keep this in mind as we go forward. It might keep you from being confused in a few places. But for now, we need to find out what Matthew is telling us about today. Ready? Matthew chapter 20 For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the workers on one denarius, he sent them into his vineyard for the day. When he went out about nine in the morning, he saw others standing in the marketplace, doing nothing. He said to them, You also go into my vineyard, and I'll give you whatever is right. So off they went. About noon and about three, he went out again and did the same thing. Then, about five, He went out and found others standing around and said to them, Why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one hired us, they said to him. You also go into my vineyard, he told them. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard told his foreman, Call the workers and give them their pay, starting with the last and ending with the first. When those who were hired about five came, they each received one denarius so when the first ones came they assumed they would get more but they also received a denarius each when they received it they began to complain to the landowner these men put in one hour and you made them equal to us who bore the burdens of the day's work and the burning heat he replied to one of them friend i'm doing you no wrong Didn't you agree with me on a denarius? Take what's yours and go. I want to give this last man the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with what is mine? Are you jealous because I'm generous? So the last will be first, and the first last. While going up to Jerusalem, Jesus took the twelve disciples aside privately and said to them on the way, "See." We are going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death. They will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked, flogged, and crucified. And on the third day he will be raised. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons approached him with her sons. She knelt down to ask him for something. What do you want? he asked her. Promise, she said to him, that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right and the other on your left, in your kingdom. Jesus answered, You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? We are able, they said to him. He told them, You will indeed drink my cup, but to sit at my right and left is not mine to give. Instead, It is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. When the ten disciples heard this, they became indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them over and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in high positions act as tyrants over them. It must not be like that among you. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. As they were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. There were two blind men sitting by the road. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, Son of David! The crowd demanded that they keep quiet. But they cried out all the more, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. Jesus stopped, called them, and said, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said to him, Open our eyes. Moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes. Immediately they could see, and they followed him. Woven in and out of seemingly every chapter is the human condition, isn't it? The vineyard workers who worked from the morning expected a bonus after they saw the guys who only worked for an hour get the same pay? I'd be lying if I said that I wouldn't have felt the same way. We always want those kudos for going the extra mile, don't we? And how about James and John? How do you think the conversation went that we're not privy to? Was it, Hey, Mom, I bet if you came with us and asked him, he'll say yes. Or maybe it was Mom motivated. What do you mean you're not sure? I'm going down there to talk to that Jesus. Whatever the motivation, I can understand why the other disciples were ticked off. Considering all this drama that Jesus was witnessing and or presiding over, It makes me ask again why God wants a relationship with us, and it certainly amazes me that Jesus was willing to die in our place. I guess that's why those four little words at the end of the chapter are what caught my attention. And they followed him. When we finally wrap our minds around the amazing love and get a sense of what Jesus provided for us, we can only respond in one way, to follow him. To lay down our lives, to give the care and control of our days over to Him, because He is good, He has our best interests in mind, and He can be trusted. Let's pray. O oh Lord, how it humbles me to read those accounts and see my basest self in all of them. I am utterly amazed and so grateful that you love me. Help me to constantly hand over that care and control that you are so much better at than I am. I want to follow you. Amen. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray God will grow in you what has been planted and watered here. In this time of unprecedented struggle worldwide, we can look to God for guidance and comfort. Be sensitive to those in your circle of influence who need a word of encouragement and invite them to join us. If you like the show, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you right here tomorrow. Be well.